push the fucking button. I'm pushing it. <laughs> push the button. All right. <clears throat> All right. Is everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been ready, Joe. Why are you so mad at me? Ready as I'm ever likely to be. <laughs> right. Okay. Hello, friends. Welcome to Brainworms, the podcast that just wants to make you happy, and, and we really wish you would return our phone calls. I'm Joe. I'm David. I'm Kane. And I'm Chris. And uh, today, we are feeling really well. Per- perfect, beautiful little daisies. There's nothing that is causing us to be at any less capacity. Yeah. We definitely did not overindulge in certain chemicals last night. You that, know what? No, that never happened. I'm going to interrupt you because that's not true. I'm not sure which one of you fuckers hacked the cloning machines, but you suck, and I hope that you lose the feelings in your thumbs. Look, I'm I'm sorry. After, like, round number six, I just got a little wacky. Yeah. Look, man, I've got two machines that I have set up in here. I've been managing my own clone creation, been doing this for a while now. <laughs> These legs that you created are absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> but attaching okay, them... So wait. No, shut up, shut up, Chris. But attaching them to my fucking stomach? <laughs> you're a fucking monster. It's so you can walk and plank at the same time. <laughs> you said you were getting tired of the hose. I was just trying to think ahead. But why my stomach? Why my stomach? <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, the stomach legs wouldn't be so bad if you didn't also give him huge flopping genitals. Because <laughs> those just dangle back there while he's walking like a weird ostrich on his torso legs. Yeah, and yeah. It's very upsetting to see. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got two machines set up in here. All right? I've, got, I've got the one <laughs> machine that I produce a new me every week, and then I have the one that creates my food. And it's mostly just, you know, plasma oh. and tissue. Oh. But nothing was done to the one that makes my food. Like not, like the me's that I eat, mm-hmm. that all came out beautifully this morning. Oh, good. Good. Okay, so wait. Let's just all be honest here. How many of us have been hacking into the cloning machine? Because I hacked in to make... To, oh, you to, did too? <laughs> yeah. I hacked oh. in to oh. put a belly button... In the small of Kane's back, and I've been I've been like running bets for how long it'll take for him to notice. Hold on, oh, oh my God, what is wrong with you people? I I didn't deliberately hack it, but there was a point when I got that and the coffee machine confused, and I was just randomly jabbing buttons, getting increasingly angry that coffee wasn't being dispensed. Well, before I go into the incinerator today, I'm locking you fuckers out. I just want to know if that back navel produces coffee. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Wait, Joe, sure? I, I think I think we should have a, a conversation about what is and is not a coffee machine. Do you remember when I had to pull you off of the water toothpick thing in the bathroom because you were trying to get it to dispense coffee? That's a bidet, Chris. <laughs> That's not a water toothpick. All right. That's a bidet. All right. That's that's the toilet joe why are you trying to get coffee out of the shitter i just want some coffee to come out of something okay? all right so what we seriously need to do is we need to hire everything expert to come up here and start writing out little tags to put on everything like this is a tv not a coffee machine 
this is a bidet, not a water toothpick. We should just get a label maker. I, I, I think that all of those jobs could just be done by a label maker. Yeah, but I don't think any of us are grounded enough in reality to reliably make the name tags. That's true. I feel like maybe we should contact Norman Bhutan. He's an expert on everything. It's true. Can we just read this book? Or we should just get that gas leak fixed. I think it might make us all a little more coherent. <laughs> oh, yeah. I meant to do something about that. <laughs> Because it's been venting fumes for... Yeah, that can't be good for us. Ooh. <laughs> uh. But yeah, we should talk about a book, I guess. I, I mean, you know, if we want. Because this is another episode of shit that has been showing up on my book recommendations because this show has poisoned them. <laughs> <laughs> and as such, we're going to read Time of Stones by fred rothgonger might be rothganger rothgonger would just seem more fun to say who is apparently a legitimate scientist of some kind according to his amazon biography which we've proven that people can lie on with no consequences uh he has a phd in something to do with computers and robotics he's not explicit about what his bio says fred rothganger earned his phd playing with robots and computer vision at the university of illinois birthplace of hell birthplace of hell yeah so apparently he's a legitimate scientist please don't sue us and uh he wrote this book which has an amazing cover which will be in the thumbnail for for everyone to enjoy and it uh, it got my attention. Being a legitimate scientist is one thing, and I'm I'm not here to doubt his science credentials. But mm-hmm. does that translate into also being a legitimate author? Right. I think that's what we're here to find out. Does that also translate into not being stupid? Because you can basically educate anyone. Anyone who's willing to learn. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna explore time of the stones. I don't know how this is gonna go. I quite literally judged this book by its cover and by the uh, back of the book blurb, which seems like it's going to be something. Yeah, this cover art is, well, (laughs) it's cover art. It's cover art. Can you link that for us, Joe? I can absolutely link that for you. Yeah. No, 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 no. Instead of linking it, would you do your best to verbally describe it no, and paint, paint me a picture? No, here, no. I've already sent it. David, if you would like to, to just verbally describe what you're seeing, that m- might be kind of funny. So here in the foreground, we have a... Uh, well, it's all computer generated, first of all. The entire thing is just uh, reboot level. I was going to make that same comparison. Yeah. That it looks like the show Reboot. Precisely that, yeah. Uh, so like mid-90s or early 2000s CGI. Yep. And so we've got a young woman, black woman, long, straight brown hair, wearing Very a long hair. flower crown, um, in a white dress with, I guess, some kind of magical ring or science ring of power, uh, which is glowing on her mm-hmm left hand looks to be on the middle finger of her left hand if i'm reading this properly seeing this properly sure and there's i don't know if it's a pyramid of weird rainbow light behind her or if that's supposed to be a veil coming down from behind her but either way there's a weird triangle of rainbow light behind her and then some columns one of them has like a crazy ass wind chime 
Yeah. On top maybe of maybe some it, solar panels. Maybe some solar panels. Uh with like a satellite dish on top. Yeah, that's a weird yeah. thing. Um and a some kind of military jet, like a stealth bomber or a experimental rocket or something. There does not appear to be a unifying theme. <laughs> no. This is like a, a bad Unity game with just different unrelated assets pulled in and scattered hither and yonder. Oh, Jesus. Is this book 3,599 pages long? Oh, my God. I hope not. No, it's it's... 251 pages i was looking at my kindle wrong for a moment i i got a little afraid (laughs) (laughs) read all of it so yeah i'm sure that uh that you're all very excited to go on this journey i know i am but before we do i do want to remind you that if you go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com you can support us with your money on Patreon. You can find links to all of our things, all of our fun YouTube channels and social medias. And maybe you can find out what Chris's hair smells like. I'm voting for stale beer and sweat. That's probably accurate this morning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Year Zero. Elect Joe hid in the undergrowth and waited for sunlight to wake the Wait, stone. Who? You say that name again? Elect Joe? A L E C H J O. I totally thought you said Elect Joe. It's like, well, somebody already did that, David. <laughs> <laughs> elect Joe. No, no. He was not biding his time, but I'm kidding. Oh I'm sorry. I am sorry. That's it. To I'm all going in the incinerator now. I don't blame you. I'm going with it's you. It's not warmed up yet, Kane. You have to. You're you're gonna stick with us for this. Just set yourself on fire. No, that's a mess. I'll have to clean up later. <laughs> anyway, Electro hid in the undergrowth and waited for sunlight to wake the stone. It's capitalized, by the way. <laughs> he had seen other ancient ruins, the slabs of crumbling rock entwined with tree roots, sometimes a hunk of metal rusting away in the rain. They were long dead, but here the fire of the ancients still burned. He felt the stone return his gaze, watching his every move like some giant lidless eye. Its surface was transparent, a crystal pyramid the height of a tall man. So it's a crystal pyramid on the cover. Dawn gleamed on the point and spread down one face. A black layer beneath the surface sucked in light. Some minutes passed, then color erupted from the core. Rainbows danced among each other in complex patterns, never repeating. The beauty put Electro in a trance, like watching the sparkle of water in a bowl or the flicker of fire at night. Was this just a work of art? Or a machine of unimaginable power? Is this person incredibly high? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, these sparkles are awesome. It's like staring into the sea. So beautiful. Given the choice, I think I'd probably spend a fair amount of time just going and standing and looking at a sparkly pyramid. That's fair. Wait, given the choice between what? Doing that and doing something else. Or doing this. Right, yeah. Sure. If these are my choices, (laughs) pyramid every time. Right. (laughs) It endured for a thousand years while the world crumbled to dust. It must have some purpose long ago forgotten. He had chosen the slopes of Stonehill for his hunting path. Wait, how can it stood for a thousand years if this is year zero? Maybe it's like a BC kind of situation. 
They didn't say BC, just said you're zero. Plot hole. Yep. You've picked the whole thing apart. He had chosen the slopes of Stonehill for his hunting path. Other young men were too afraid. Convenient that no one was there to report his sins. He had watched the stone at various times of day. He snuck off to masturbate onto the stone. That's why it's so, uh, sparkly. Yeah. Oh god, it's a J.O. crystal. Oh man, it's the world's largest J.O. crystal. Great. Oh my god, this this is it. This is the secret history. Like, something has to shatter that crystal and spread the shards all across, you know, the world. And that's why we're finding the shards now. This is the secret, real history of mankind. Yep. Or the Gelflings. <sighs> he had watched the stone at various times of day. It always woke after sunrise, unless the sky was dark with rain and always went to sleep after sunset. Today, something new happened. The colors faded and the core became transparent. A marble bench appeared inside, the woman sleeping on it. His blood ran cold. It was a trap. The goddess would lure him out with her body, then consume his soul for breakfast. Wait, what? I choose to believe that this is in this reality of whatever this is. You know how, like, bro guys will be afraid of like i'm not gonna do that that'll make me gay what if in this place everyone's gay and they're afraid of catching the straight i mean that's an unlikely scenario but i guess I like where your head's at possible yeah I'm not gonna look at her tits bro i mean i i think it's interesting that like there's this weird pyramid thing and this dude goes and looks at it every day and one day <laughs> there's just a, a lady in it uh -huh. and his response is oh Shit, I better run away. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'd want to know how the lady got in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd think like curiosity would be your first and not like being afraid of being enticed by this person's body. Was that the implication? That's how you catch the heterosexuality, Joe. Oh. You know, you, you get that little bit of curiosity and you let it in. Next thing you know, you're just kissing a lady. <sighs> His blood ran cold. It was a trap. Angel in the cinephobe. The goddess would lure him out with her body, then consume his soul for breakfast. Alecjo chose the better part of valor and fled. Which, to be fair, is also the same response I get any time I see a lady sleeping on a marble bench. I've never seen a woman. That's an, an incredibly specific scenario. <laughs> but he could not resist the allure of forbidden knowledge. Gradually, his path drifted back to the stone, until one morning he found himself in the same hiding spot. The sharp rays of dawn swept down the valley, the stone came alive, and there was the goddess again. So, this thing's just there, it's just hanging out, nobody knows what it is, it's been there for a thousand years. Yeah. And in the morning, if you look at it from a specific spot at dawn, you can see that there's just a lady hanging out inside of it, and no one in a thousand years has fucked with that? I guess not. Huh. She must be really bored. <laughs> Her body rose and fell with the gentle rhythm of sleep. A white dress clung to chiseled tummy muscles, climbed tummy the mountain muscles? of her hip, and cascaded around the knees. Ah, we can already tell what kind of book this is gonna be. Yep. Revealing dark brown skin and bare feet. Long red hair flowed down her side and spilled onto the ground. Well, clean it up. He's gonna go talk to the female. Yep. Each day the vision repeated. He grew more bold, showing himself at the edge of the glade, and gradually creeping closer to the stone. One morning she appeared sitting up, 
Her ageless face had succulent lips and soft eyes full of wisdom. Oh my god, settle down. Perhaps the mother of all appeared like this on the day she was created. He stepped onto the glade and thought with fatalistic humor, may the gods accept this sacrifice. She lowered her head as he got closer. This goddess seemed a bit shy. He crouched to get in her line of sight and said, Bonin Matanon. She said, Hi. He asked, Vi estes unu el la antique vuloi? Her lips quivered. She um, stared at the ground and fidgeted. Real, real quick, am I having a seizure or is anyone else hearing David talk in tongues? Yeah, he's speaking in tongues. Yeah. I think I'm actually speaking in Esperanto. Okay. I, I don't know that that's the case, but I'm pretty sure I'd have to, like, verify it, but I'm pretty sure it's Esperanto. Just context clues. Um, if you're not familiar with Esperanto, it was a language that was invented back in the 70s mm-hmm. that caught on mostly amongst, like, STEM types, programmers and, and computer type nerds. The sure, idea being to create a language that could become a universal language. Mm-hmm. And so in the future, you could end conflict because everyone would speak the same language. And it's supposed to be the easiest language to learn. I think there's only like 4,000 words in Esperanto. Hmm. It's a very phantom pain lo- uh, line of thinking there. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, my guess is that Fred Rothganger probably knows Esperanto and used it as the language for his after everything has fallen apart in the future and civilization is rebuilding itself, they're going to use this language as their main language kind of thing. Right. That's what I think is happening here. Sure. Which which actually is kind of a cool and interesting idea. Like, I don't feel like this book is going to be terribly good. Right. But I do think that's an interesting piece of world building. Yeah, yeah. Minomo estas electro. He waited for a response, then patted his chest. Alecjo. Her eyes brightened with understanding. She patted her own chest and said, Susan. <laughs> she patted her own breast and said, Honkin' tits. <laughs> My tits are named Susan. <laughs> <laughs> They're both named Susan? Yes. Yes, yeah, Susan 1, the, the, Susan the 2. Are they numbered or is it just Susan and Susan? Just Susan. It's actually one is Sue and the other one is Son. Oh, okay. My assumption was just your collective bust was... Like, all of this is Susan. You may refer to my décolletage as <laughs> Susan. Exactly. <laughs> if I had breasts, I would train them in the martial arts and then one day make them fight for dominance over my chest. You don't know how anything works. She looked around for a moment, then made the same gesture toward the object she was sitting on, waving her hand in circular motions over its surface. He guessed that she might be asking another name. He stood and gestured toward it. Benko. She rose with regal grace. The top of her head came only to his chin. Her face seemed near, yet when he looked aside, she disappeared at the edge of the stone. How could this be? She detained him for another hour, learning words. She pantomimed actions and caused objects to appear so he could give the name. Several weeks passed like this until she could speak his language be a real fucking power move if the rest of this book was just in Esperanto. It was. <laughs> <laughs> he repeated his first question. Are you one of the ancients? She furrowed her brows. I suppose. 
We tell stories about the ancients, how they lived together in vast villages and had powerful magic. No, the ancients actually just sat around and thought about like names for months and, and then they then then they died. That was it. We know the stories are true because we find pieces of the village in the forest. Your people must have been very wise. My people knew many things, but they were not wise. I can teach you all their secrets. His eyes widened in awe and dread. Such a blasphemy was only tolerable because the Ancient One herself said it. He bowed his head. If it is the will of Antiqua. Her smile revealed a perfect set of teeth. Excellent. The first thing you need to know is math. He already had a basic understanding of numbers and arithmetic. It was a natural part of his language, perhaps an echo from an earlier age when every child knew how to add. What he lacked were written symbols. Each morning they spent an hour together. He feared any more would rouse the suspicion of his fellow villagers. She told him, About 400 years ago, some people found the stone. I was so desperate for human contact that I came upon them like an overeager puppy. I'm really glad that uh, that this book has set up context for us to understand the... <laughs> The reactions and perceptions of the characters involved. Yeah, it's like it started to world build and then it got bored of doing that. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know the word in Bassino. It means the child of a... She caused a four-legged creature to appear. Oh, dog. I love dog. Very tasty, stuffed with boiled grain and herbs. The people ran screaming. Four hundred years. A high price to pay for one little mistake. I watched you for a long time before I dared show myself. What brought you here? My people wished to be free, so we left the river. The villages there are growing large. A few men want to rule everyone and tell us how to think. They force people to farm and build, but only for the pride of the big man. Oh God, the big man! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I thought we were done with that. <laughs> that bit isn't done with us. Mm. You can never escape a big man. Oh, boy. <laughs> the stories tell of powerful spirits that live in the stone. The big man of the river is afraid, so we are safe. Susan laughed. I'm not a spirit, not the way you think of it. He stammered. Then, what are you? I don't know if you have a word for it. I am thought Female. without body. <laughs> spirit. If spirit is thought, how can rocks or trees have spirits? I know stones have spirits because I am talking with you. The ancient word for it is technology. They knew how to weave rocks into tools that think. Their art was so great that some thought tools could even feel emotions and experience the world, just like you do. Well, sufficiently advanced technology and all, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just the whole premise. Yep, yep, yep. The ancients called spirits to live in the tools... No, that's the I'll problem your with tools. your idea of spirit. You believe that thought and feeling come from mo some mysterious other place. Real quick, have any of you actually looked at what Fred looks like? Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to comment on the fact his author photograph is him in some kind of wizard robe. And then the conversation moved on, so I didn't. <laughs> but his author photograph is him in some kind of wizard robe. Wait, is it like satire or is, is he? No idea. I don't know. It's just, he, he's rocking that robe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I hang out with nerds, like, you know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I would use that as my uh, 
author photograph on Amazon.com necessarily, but I do hang out with nerds, and and I I get why he would be wearing one. Maybe I mean. Yeah, it's his life. He can do what he wants with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wow, that's... Eh. Yeah. Yep. He also posts weird rambly blog posts on his Amazon page. Do you think it's because he works with robotics? I think it may be because he thinks very highly of himself. So yeah, apparently started with robotics, but now is working on... Uh neuroscience see that's not a good combination robotics into neuroscience makes me uncomfortable yeah he is genuinely trying to create thinking robots so yeah i don't like that someone needs to do something about that i'm thinking removing his position at whatever university he's teaching at Mm -hmm. and stop buying his books (laughs) (laughs) too late too late too late oh no we contributed when skynet goes live we're (laughs) we're part of the problem guys yep (sighs) fred rothganger is is going to be the the creator of the machine that kills us all well it's nice to have a face you know yeah honestly you know i'm fine with our robot genocide overlords yeah i for one welcome our robot overlords yeah did i say overlords i meant protectors (laughs) Wow. And I I mean, I don't want to get into personal attacks on Fred here or anything, Mm -hmm. but just this author photo, this particular photo, (laughs) he really does look precisely like the sort of character you'd see in a science fiction novel who was responsible for bringing about the death of mankind. Right. That sort of smug, sly smile, the little grin. He he does look a little villainous. yeah. 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 Huh. Well, all right, Fred. All right. I'm not going to even touch the fact that uh, he apparently has written two books. I don't know if they're about the same character. They are. They absolutely are. Okay. Yeah. And just reading over the basic premise of Susan, his Mm -hmm. first book. I believe Susan is a prequel to what we're reading right now. I think so. Yeah. It's all about a sentient AI that... Some people want to use as a super soldier and others want to use as a sex toy. It's a weird dichotomy. And that pretty much takes us to where we need to be. Real quick. This is just a happy coincidence. Looking at the description for Susan, it's Susan dreams of a normal life, but humans have different plans. Her creator expects artificial intelligence to save the world. Others want us sex. And it stops right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You found a sex. Good job. Yeah, I did yeah, it, guys. <laughs> and, and and I keep I'm getting I'm getting hung up on this photo. He simultaneously looks like the smarmy genius that would create the doomsday machine, and a dude that takes Warhammer way too seriously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean, though. Like in the science fiction world, those guys are the same person. Oh yeah. 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 Do you think the way he has his hands like that? Do you think that means anything to him? It might. It probably does. Yeah, there's probably some sort of hidden symbolism that we're not aware of all over this author bio picture. Guys, do we need to bring Fred Rothganger down? I mean... For the good of humanity? Kane, as an AI, or at least an <laughs> uploaded consciousness on the internet, I think it's your uh, your duty and responsibility now. Well, I mean, I've been kind of combing through the net while listening to you read his book and uh, there's not a lot of chatter about him being successful thus far that's probably good yeah that's how they get you right yeah 
I mean, we've already got dancing robots. And singing robots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the I feel happy robot, right? I love that robot. <laughs> Joe, there's something just incredibly wrong with you. Um, the, the I feel happy video is one of my favorite things on the internet. <laughs> I... I can appreciate I that. I feel fantastic. I'm sorry. Yeah. Love it. So <laughs> weird. What's happening? What is this? Well, apparently we've stoked some deep seated concerns about AI robots destroying the world and stumbling upon this guy's book. Apparently we've discovered the source of that danger. And now we're trying to figure out a way to bring him down. Okay. Oh, God. Do you, do you think if Fred actually does create an AI that it'll take after him? So, like, the AI will just talk about Warhammer all day instead of destroying anything? I think if Fred Rothganger builds an AI, he's going to try to have sex with it. Yeah, yeah he's definitely <laughs> going to fuck it. Yeah, that's probably, like, step at least one. <laughs> <laughs> there was a movie that I remember back in like the late 80s, early 90s called Cherry. Cherry 2.0. Yep. Yep. I remember that movie. I watched it a lot on Cinemax at night. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to bring up weird science. But no. Kind of the same premise. I mean, yeah. No. Magic and technology. She talks about doing sex stuff, but Cherry 2.0 does sex stuff. Yeah, she's she's literally a hooker bot. Okay. But gotcha. Hookerbot with a heart of gold, you know. Yep. Sure. <sighs> Should we read some more of uh, of this? Probably, yeah, yeah. The feelings of thought tools were not in the rocks, nor did they come from an invisible world. Their feelings came from the weaving itself. He furrowed his brows in concentration. Susan smiled wearily and put a weightless hand on his shoulder. Sorry, Alexio. I'm asking you to come too far too soon. She raised her eyes to him again. I want to meet your whole village. Can you bring them here? He turned away. What is it, my friend? This is a forbidden place. My people don't know I come. They will be angry if they learn of this, and they will be too afraid to come themselves. (laughs) Phrasing. (laughs) Yeah, my whole village gets angry whenever I come to. (laughs) And they're afraid of coming. That's because you do it in public. (laughs) That's how you get kicked out of Michael's. (laughs) would a gesture of goodwill help can you heal all i can do is offer knowledge but maybe you can heal he described the symptoms of several different people in the village while she took notes on what the next day she showed him some plants to give how to prepare them when and how much to give even contisto the shaman didn't know these formulations they did exactly as she said and the people got better. Then the truth came out. Alecjo stood before the whole village and confessed his sin of going to the sacred place. The sacred place? Is he talking about the why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Quick bit of criticism. And and we get that a lot in these kind of self-published or ambiguously published kind of things. Create a problem and then immediately solve the problem with no tension or even really like storytelling. Right. It just, it feels clumsy every time it happens. Yeah. Okay, great. And you've demonstrated that this, uh, I mean, I guess we're learning some things. We're learning that she's not able to interact with the world physically. Sure. And theoretically, at least, can't leave this pyramid crystal thing, Mm -hmm. the stone. And 
that she's a repository of knowledge from, you know, our time, apparently, and knows how to tell people to find plants to make into like aspirin and other medications to then mm. oh god is is the giant crystal pyramid gonna be a supercomputer oh yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, absolutely yeah. what's happening that's absolutely it yeah and uh this is it seems to be basically just dances with wolves or mm-hmm. pick your savages taught how to live a better life by mm-hmm. a european eurocentric type of mindset right. kind of thing like it's a little bit of an inversion because it's a black female but she's still like i already can tell she's going to be pushing the western culture values are the yeah, best culture yeah. values kind of thing yeah and all technicality she's actually just a program and her image is a direct reflection of what Fred really likes in, uh, in the feed. Yeah, like, I don't want to read too deep into that, but... Uh... And yeah, and this is basically the same premise as, like, a Numenera or a Horizon Zero Dawn. Right. It's, you know, a primitive technology kind of in the ashes of an advanced technology. Yeah, I mean, that's classic sort of yeah. sci-fi fodder, and I'm into it. Yeah, let's see if he does anything interesting with it. Right, yeah. Forecast says, get your raincoats. What? It's not going to be good weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad brains. He told them Antikva was really a nice person who just wanted some friends. The elders discussed this for a full day. They took into account the fact that Alexia was still alive, no small miracle, and that only good had come from the stone. In a narrow decision, they came down on the side that maybe Antiqua was safe. Well, glad that's out of the way. <laughs> yep. Yeah, again, like, just introduce a conflict, resolve it immediately. Yep, yep. If those conflicts aren't necessary, why are we hearing about them? Yeah. Okay, let's I... just cut to the part that's <laughs> interesting if you don't think any of this is interesting mm-hmm. enough to tell us about. Yeah. I was um, hungry, and then I ate a sandwich, and it was fine. My favorite, part, my favorite part is this place is forbidden. I'm not allowed to come here. All right, and then he goes back and tells him that he went there. Well, only good has come from the forbidden place, so it's not a problem anymore. It's like, fine now. What? <laughs> <laughs> only good comes from there. Why is it forbidden? Well, these are obviously just ignorant savages, Chris. You can't expect yeah. them to have any kind of like. <laughs> they don't know things. <laughs> That evening, most of the village climbed the hill, about 150 people. She stood in the stone, waiting for them, hands clasped together in expectation. They got down on their hands and knees and bowed their heads to the ground. She did the same. Don't worship me. I'm only a servant. Chapter 2. Nomads. I guess that was a chapter. Nope, I (laughs) skipped a page. Okay, I was going to say that seemed abrupt. Okay, yeah. But I blamed the book. Pliaho. Eldest of the elders saw what she did. He struggled to his feet again. Eldest of the elders is a stupid sequence of words, and I hate it. <laughs> you could just say the eldest, and, and I feel like it would be pretty clearly implied. How about the, the most respected of the elders, or the wisest of the elders? Sure, yeah, no, that would at least no, give us they, some information. They, it is completely based on age in this uh (laughs) this culture the respect is given only to you as the eldest i'm sure 
That seems to be the implication here. You lived longer than anyone else. You're in charge now. <laughs> you know, with this guy now. being the the eldest of the elders, I'm just going to pretend that he's like super, super old. Like, doesn't know where he is or what's going on. Oh yeah, like it's yeah. time to go wipe the king's ass. Mm-hmm. Theoden in Lord of the Rings just doesn't know <laughs> what the fuck's happening around him. <laughs> that is, in fact, probably the major problem with allowing your power structure to be based solely on who's oldest. Yeah. He struggled to his feet again. Slowly, those around him stood, and finally, Susan herself. She held arms out wide with palms and face to the sky. An ass in the air. Tears streamed down her cheeks. Pliaho said, Servant of the stone, what do you wish to tell us? She said, You are the children of the ancients. This place belongs to you. Do you have a message from the ancients? She hesitated for a moment. We're sorry for what we did to your world. Please learn from us and build a better world for your children. The end. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Unfortunately... No. Chapter 2, Nomads. Did anyone stop Kane from jumping into the incinerator? Because I haven't heard him talk in a while. Kane, did you jump in the incinerator? Not yet. That's good. At dawn, the villagers began moving their camp onto the glade. Pliaho walked up and greeted Susan. We would like to put the fire next to the stone. I don't know how much heat the stone can take. Just to be safe, don't put me closer to the fire than you normally sit. And make sure your tents don't cast a shadow on the stone. Its power <laughs> comes from the sun. What? Why would they what? want what? to put the fire closer to the... What? I assume the fire is like their central gathering point. Okay, sure. And I'm pretty sure that the reason why this came up is because Fred knows that computers generate heat, so he's incorporating that into... Like, I... It, <sighs> The village took shape as the day wore on. Children ran and played, while women prepared their homes and worked their crafts. The tents were conical, made with a circle of long poles supporting a sewn hide covering. From time to time, Alecjo appeared among the bustle. He slipped furtive glances at her, then whisked away with the labor of carrying tools and bedding. That's right. This may be a thousand years in the future after the collapse of civilization, but at least mm. strong gender roles are still in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even more so than, you know, the, the kind of cultures that have clearly been recreated for this stupid book. Well, remember that whoever determines what's going on in the village is the eldest. So what if the eldest is just a boomer? What if they're fucking senile? Right. A senile boomer. <laughs> Give me my cabbage hat! Yeah. Exactly. What if they're fucking senile? What if every time you go to greet the elder in the morning, yeah. they don't know who the fuck you are? It's a fatal flaw in that being the, the sole means of determining your leadership. Yeah, this this uh, don't make the oldest people in charge, kids. Yeah, That's, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe, I don't know, some form of vote. If you could... <laughs> poll the citizenry somehow and the person who just out of everyone the one that most people wanted mm -hmm. that be the one in charge i don't that that's a no. weird concept no, for that's, like, no, that sets up a, a thing where 
it's, you know, majority rule and, you know, there's tyranny against the minority. Mm-hmm. So what they should have is, is they should have a section of the electorate gets chosen to cast a vote based off of their location. And the amount of votes that each area gets isn't necessarily based off of population density, but takes that into that takes that into the consideration. You know what I mean? That's that's a reasonable system to run by if you have a small population under a, you know, reasonably limited geographical area. But if your population gets really large and you have a lot of space to cover, that's going to be a flawed system that's going to have to be overturned. That's you know what isn't a flawed system is having the candidates go to the chocolate syrup wrestle pits to duke it out and whoever's victorious is the new leader. Honestly, I think that's an all right system. Yeah, yeah. Leader, leader determined through chocolate wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. Instead of wrestling in chocolate, can they wrestle in $240 worth of pudding? All the way. As long as it's chocolate pudding. The problem with that is your exchange rate and the, the changing value of your currency then puts limits on how much pudding. Oh, God. Like, like after a while... It goes from like being a pit to like you just open up the pudding cup when they put their toes in and they start punching each other. <laughs> okay, okay. So we correct that by saying an amount of pudding equal to two hundred and forty dollars worth in nineteen ninety one, uh, United States of America. Well, then you then just quantify the pudding like you know fourteen gallons of pudding, and then you don't have to worry about it. There needs to be a certain amount of unnecessary complexity. Oh, uh, right. We could have stopped at a hundred dollars worth of pudding. Yeah. And that would have been a lot of pudding. But we had to go all the way, baby. All the way home with $240 worth of pudding. Just to save my soul, I'm choosing to believe that there is a chocolate syrup pit in the universe of this book. And you can't prove me wrong because Fred hasn't said that there isn't one. It's true. (sighs) Wait, what were we talking about? Ugh, honestly, it doesn't matter. We're we're pushing the hour mark. Do you want to just stop? Well, no. This was an hour of my life. What were we talking about? Uh, my 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 favorite part of the time of the stones was when the stones were in time because I remember everything that happened up to this point. <laughs> I just feel weird, and I I want to avoid pudding wherever possible <laughs> for as long as possible. No, we were talking about Frederick Rothganger's classic American novel, Time wait, of the Stones. Wait, hold it, hold it. Do you, wait, okay, everyone stop. Why? If there Why? was a pudding wrestling match, do you, th- who, how, how much would someone have to be paid to clean the pudding out of Donald Trump's butt crack? That depends on uh, if you're Matt Gates, because he would do it for free. Yeah, I mean, quite with a few people, I think would gladly provide that service with no questions yep. asked. In fact, they might actually prevent the pudding from getting there by already having had their heads stuffed way up there. <laughs> Look, guys, the last thing I wanted to think about today was licking pudding out of <laughs> Donald Trump's asshole. <laughs> Look, I, Fuck I you, didn't, Chris. Right? I didn't want to come, Chris. I didn't want to come to the moon. You guys Fuck tied you, a cord Chris. around me and attached Fuck it to you. the rocket. Chris, this is all on you. Fuck you. <laughs> I just had to envision fucking chin. Make You're welcome. Fucking dickhead with his mouth and You're nose welcome. squarely stuck into Donald J. Trump's butthole. You're welcome. 
with his chin just kind of peeking out under his taint. Yeah. Kane, would it make it easier for you if you imagined like Mitch McConnell's turtle ass fucking head digging around <laughs> oh, in there? God. Damn it. Yes. I'm going to go get in the furnace. <laughs> yeah, let's just do that. Um, can we, can, with can we all get in the furnace? <laughs> no. No. You fucking live with what you've done. <laughs> sweet, sweet sucker of death. Why are you denied me? Oh, fuck it. Whatever. Um, we're real sorry for everything that just happened. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, my God. <sighs> I don't even know what, what happened in the book. The only thing I can focus on Kane. now is Donald Trump putting butthole. That's all you need to know. I mean, I time is a lie. Time is a flat circle. Regardless, I'm going to go get in the furnace. Fuck you guys. Yeah, don't Fuck forget you, Joe, the most. <laughs> to go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com. You can give us your Patreon dollars to uh, take responsibility for what just happened. Don't put that evil on our Patreon. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> With a monthly donation of $100 or more, Kane will tattoo a picture of Donald Trump's butt crack being eaten out. You can cherish it forever. All right, I body. take it back. Chris is definitely going yeah. into the furnace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's just go ahead and wipe free his genetic code. Yeah. To yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't forget if you're a YouTube listener, like, subscribe, click the bell. Yeah. We noticed that some of you view and listen on YouTube, but you don't like or dislike. Yeah. Click the like button. Come on. Or dislike. Or whatever. the dislike button. It honestly, YouTube doesn't care. It Just, counts you know, as engagement either way. Interact with your world. Yeah. Uh, interact with our world. As a final note, everybody disagrees with eugenics until they meet me. Ah, uh, okay. I think we're done here. This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is HodgePod Number 1 by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at wegiveyoubrainworms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. My tits are named Susan.